Blog Talk Radio. Warning. You have entered the realm of the gods. So give us your mind and your full attention. So you say you deal with esoteric information? I never heard of such. Well, you're in for a treat. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Aleem L. Bay dropping jewels every day. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Aleem L. Bay dropping jewels every day. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. So you claim to be a god? Damn right I'm a god. The maker, the owner, cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, god of the universe. Wow, I didn't know that. 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 So tune in or lose, friend. All strategies apply mathematically. The information he drops is real powerful. So get your notepad, it's more than an hour full. Watch your jaw, the crew is watching talk. Indigenous to the land, wherever we stand. First world order, we bring it at home in the first quarter. Invisible lines don't apply, we cross borders. Silly rabbit, knowledge for God. No matter where you resign, Lodge, Temple of Mars. So don't fret or proceed with hesitation. Just tune in to Blog Talk to get the information. Peace. This is Brother Fahim Richard L. filling in for Dr. Aline L. Bay for the night. I'll be your host for the night. And our topic will be on going to touch on a little bit of history here, of Moorish history and nationality and birthright, and also the authentication of the birth certificate. So, those of you who are listening, please give me your undivided attention. Got some information I'd like to know, uh, like to drop on you tonight. Some of you will find it interesting. Some of you have heard it before. Uh, but I'm going a little bit deeper. I'm going into uh, the reason why I'm, I'm dealing with history and nationality and birthright is because I want you to understand everything you must do before you go on to anything else. Thing is first, right? You know, you don't want to try to, you want to uh, learn how to walk before you run. You want to, uh, your child to learn their ABCs before read and comprehension. You know, everything has, has, has their order, you know. So, you know, uh, first I'd like to touch on uh what is consciousness? Okay, I'm going to read something here from Arthur Ashby's book, Christian Yoga, The Mystical Journey from Jesus to Christ. It says here, what is consciousness? Consciousness is the primordial state of existence in ancient Egyptian and Indian mythology as well as in Christian mythology. Pure consciousness or Primeval waters are considered to be unformed matter. The self, God, before creation took place. Pure consciousness is the stuff of which everything, including thoughts, 
are composed. In the same way, the modern physics has discovered the same basis behind all matter dealing with energy. The sages of ancient times discovered that there is one underlying substance which underlies all creations. Pure consciousness is behind all things, matter, thoughts, energy, etc. The primeval waters is a symbol of pure consciousness, unmodified or unconditioned into any particular form or another. Okay? Let me go on. Think of clay for, for a moment. Clay has no particular form, but when the artist gives its shape and a name, it is recognized as a pot or a bowl, etc. Through the process of thought, whatever it desires, that is, to take on any form of the power of vibration. Vibration causes ripples, the consciousness, and these ripples are what constitute movement, shape, color, dimension, sound, light, etc. That is the meaning of the teaching in Genesis, the book of Genesis in the Bible, which speaks of God as hovering or blowing air on the waters in order to stir them up. And the primordial state, that is only the self, pure consciousness, without even a thought about anything other than itself. Upon the emergence of the first thought, immediately there is something besides the self, an objectified form, the experience of duality and of the triad, seer, seeing, sight, or subject, object, interacting, media. However, it is only through illusion that the self is able to see anything as if it is other than itself. It is the condition mind that allows the illusion of the triad to exist. However, the objectified form is composed of the same self. Now I'm going to stop right here. And the reading why I was on this uh, word consciousness, on uh, the subject consciousness, because you want to be conscious of what you do also. Even before you uh, begin to proclaim or Proclaim your nationality. You know, you want to understand what nationality is, what it is to you, what it means, and what it is, what it means to be a nationalized Moor, because we are all Moors, whether you're, you're Baptist, you know, uh, uh, Hindu religion, uh, Hebrew, Israelite, Muslim, Muslim, Christian, you know, uh, Pentecostal uh, uh, of the Kingdom Hall, uh, Jehovah's Witness, that's to say, etc., uh, etc., etc. Et we are all Moors. We are all nobles. And you want to understand what all that means, you know, before you go on to anything else. You know, you want to understand all of that. Uh, you want to, before you get on to uh, dealing with the, the uniform commercial code, non-uniform commercial code uh, process, you want to go on to, and before you get to authentication of your birth certificates, you want to understand your nationality first. And the reason why I'm speaking uh, on this subject because a lot of us have made mistakes about 
uh, finding way out instead of being nationalized. You know, they want to go do the UCCs and uh, non-UCCs. They want to go on to do uh, other remedies, you know, instead of dealing with their nationality and birthright issues first, which is a grave mistake. I mean, you may... uh, it won't probably won't uh, notice anything wrong until maybe a few years later when you found out that you should have been nationalized. So I hope a lot of you understand what I'm saying, what I'm talking about. Uh, like I said, there are some people, I don't know, when you speak to them about nationalization, it's like they just Run for the hills, you know. I don't need to be nationalized, you know. But you don't need a nationhood or need, you know, uh, uh, but they're wrong. You do. You want to know who you are. You want to know what you're dealing with first before you go with anything else. Now I'm going to read something from Brother Taj Tariq Bay. It says, Sarah, identify. The word identify is a noun derived from the old Moorish Latin words identitas, or ultimately edom, meaning same. Identity denotes who thing is or individuality. See, this is all very important until when we're dealing with our nationality and birthright and when we're dealing with our UCCs and when we're dealing with the authentication of our birth certificates. But this must come first. I want to get through the heads of the people. This must come first. Let me go on. So identity denotes who a person is, what a thing is, or individuality. The unresolved question amongst the oppressed and suppressed peoples, branded Negro, Black, Colored, West Indian, etc., is that the names there are marks with as national and parentage and pedigree names are clearly not the names of their forefathers. Most slaves bear the names of the European slave-holding families. The names are alien and not the same as their forefathers. What is what is what is who and and who is seriously addressing this issue? Well, I could answer that. Well, the thing is. When you ask a person why is his name Smith Jones and Johnson or uh, Herring or Harris or uh, you know uh, Milton, and you and then they will tell you. Both of us can tell you. Well, because our uh, our our ancestors, some of our ancestors were slaves. They know. They know why their their names are named are European names instead of them having the names of their ancient foremothers and forefathers. But they do nothing about it. You have people from different other foreign countries talking about, well, why don't they ever correct their names? But the trouble is that they they, they, they saying you, you can't really say nationality and birthright. Getting your nationality and birthright in check doesn't work because it does. The problem is it's numbers. Imagine about 80% or maybe at least about 80% of us 
if 80% of the Asiatic people in this country alone decide to, uh, uh, to have a reclamation of their nationality and birthright, all ha- more than half of all these problems will be gone. They'll disappear. The game will be over. But the biggest problem, most of us want to still cling on to the names of Smith, Jones, and Johnson, being black, black American, African American, Negro, colored. They want to be all these things. They will not make a reclamation to link themselves back to their ancient foremothers and forefathers, to our ancestors. And then we wonder why when a lot of people come, foreigners come to this country, and our, our own people as well from the African continent and from the islands, and they kind of, kind of you know, brush their away, away from you or distance themselves away from us, and then wonder why we are being treated like that. Simple. Cannot disrespect or dishonor your ancestors, your ancient foremothers and forefathers, and then want to command respect from the rest of the family of nations. It's not going to happen. Why? Because you see, everybody around the world knows this about us. Everybody in the world, China, Africa, Guinea, Gambia, Nigeria, Chad, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, Namibia, France, Holland, Belgium, Russia, everybody knows about us here in the U.S. in the U.S. Union States of America. That's why they don't want to get too close to us, although they will set up shop in our neighborhoods and make profits off us. They would do that. But whose fault is that? The fault, you look at the uh, next time you look in the mirror, look at yourself. As I say again, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot disrespect and dishonor your ancient foremothers and forefathers and command respect for the other or nations of the human family and other nations of the world. Why? Because they don't want us to bring that corruption into their culture, into their society. And those of you who do not understand this, I want you to, I'm speaking on this because I want you to understand this. Why we are the most disrespected people on the planet. Okay, let me move on here. The word crisis is a noun. And as an unchanged Moorish Latin word meaning the turning point in a disease toward life or death. Crisis also means an emergency. The very life and culture of the branded and labeled people suppressed by European occupational union states. Society is in a crisis, and we are. Okay. 
supposed to be always every day, but we're just killing up each other every day, you know? But thousands. And nobody seems to know why. Because we have lost our history. We have lost ourselves. We don't know ourselves. We don't know who we are. Okay? <clears throat> the very life and culture of the branded and labeled people suppressed by the European Occupational Union State Society is in crisis. One many in numbered social caste traps disrupting the oppressed dark and light olive Asiatic community in the Americas is the continuing nationality, nationality identity crisis. Sure it is. How many, how many uh, supposed identities are we supposed to have? Let me see here. Negro. Uh, colored. Black. Black American. Afro-American. African-American. People of color. None of these, none of these is what who we are. So I'm saying we are Aboriginal, Indigenous people, which is synonymous to more. M U U R or M O O R. That is a person that's connected to the Earthland. It does not mean black. It does not mean black. It means connected to the earthland, earthbound people. Aboriginal, ab meaning the very first original. I've said this many times before. Indigenous means people that are natural to the land. Moroccan. American, Moabite, Asiatic. These are all who we are. There's no difference. Okay? Let me move along here. Because I done touched on that last week, so I'm not going to stay on that. Okay? There are major social and economic issues facing our people who have been denied the right to sovereign self-government. Sovereign. That means self-government. Self-rule. Okay? That's what sovereign means. Most are unaware of the true source of their oppression. And they are. If you talk to most of our people today, uh, they think they're really free. They really, really, really do. And you can't hardly tell them anything different. I mean, they're satisfied of being Smith, Jones, and Johnson. They think that their identity is skin complexion. They really do. That these are, they're, they're black. They're African-American. They are people of color. That's the, the norm uh, of the titles they use today. 
the three uh, three uh, terms I just used. You very rarely hear the word Negro. Very rarely hear the word Negro. Color African American and black. These are the third term, the, three, the three terms that that our people normally use. You rarely hear a uh, a sister or a brother that is really conscious of who they are refer to themselves as Asiatic or Moroccan. Very seldom. Let me move along here. Politically supported and protected social and economic disruption engineering has been traditionally directed the colonies, states against the indigenous people of the Americas. The brands and labels of Negro, Black, Colored, Indian, West Indian, etc., have been accepted as true and are seen retroactively into ancient history. These chattel brands and labels, which is a fraud, are given to de jure and legitimate reality in the state's educational systems of the West. And you do in the United States Census Bureau and uh, uh, the recorder of records and deeds of vital statistics, you, we are all branded nowadays as black uh, African-American. Those of us that were born, I would say maybe in the 1940s, uh, I would say on 19, I say 1920s on up, that are still living until the 1960s, early, very early 1960s are branded as uh, Negro colored from the uh, maybe late 1960s through the 70s as black from the 80s and 90s as African American all are misnomered terms for our people no such people exist there's no such people With the absence of the true national descent names of your Moorish forefathers, the people, the nations on the earth have not lawful or legal obligation to recognize the heritage, birthrights, rights, and immunities of the people. You cannot inherit that which is your forefathers if you recognize or acknowledge them or, or, or self or bear their national names. The identity of your forefathers and yourselves must be in harmony as one and the same people. Then you have the solve nothing opportunists. The world's in need of graduation, but the overseer leaders and teachers are unwilling to instruct or teach. The people are in want of knowing, but the selfish leaders and religious God sellers are too busy collecting wealth for themselves. They never support or admit to truthful and applicable information that they do not control. They refuse to reveal the fundamental civic truths, which they know very well would begin to free the people, or I may say their own people. Most of them would have to condemn themselves. Ignorance is a heavily promoted money-generating business within the United States Society of America. They do not want ignorance to end. Yeah. They do not want ignorance to end because that end 
then our sovereignty will begin. Our freedom will begin. Our people will then begin to see true freedom. But they will begin to see what they thought they were at first, but what they wasn't. They will begin to see real freedom. If ignorance was to end, it says here, rhetoric is the order of the day. True, workable solution oriented information is quickly dismissed as mere unsupported opinion. There is a striking similarity between most all the traditional appointed leaders and religious god sellers. They have much in common with the oppressors of the poor, political, politically unprotected people in the Americas. For example, review the examining the following. A. These leaders usually claim to know God. Says they prevented having direct and conversations, but I but do not, cannot, or will not ident- identify the people they lead. They they claim not to have the ability or resources to find the records or truth as to who or what the true national and parentage names of the enslaved people are. One question they will often make statements like, "Don't question the word of God." Now, those of you dealing, dealing with their Christianity and the church, you know this is to be true. I experienced it, and a lot of most of us have. Am I right or wrong? God, I wish I had a a uh, uh, a um, the machine where I can punch people in, but I don't have it. I don't have a keyboard. That's what I'm trying to say. If I had a keyboard, I would try to um, punch people in, but I can't. So just bear with me, okay? Or the slave records were lost on a ship that sank off the coast of Virginia. I have yet to see any relics of these slave ships yet. They said they had transported, I don't know how many hundreds of, or maybe ten millions of thousands of people from Africa onto the shores of America. Hmm. But I, like I've already told you in previous blog talk shows, that about 80% of us was already here anyway, hundreds of thousands of years before any European uh, set foot on these shores. So, Okay. B, the leaders and God sellers always have a new or direct version of God and religion to sell or force the oppressed peoples. Another obvious and common similarity is that these all-powerful gods are always financially destitute and desperate for money. I'm going to repeat this again. I'm going to repeat it again. Another obvious and common similarity is that the sense of all-powerful gods are always financially destitute and desperate for money. Those of you that have been in the church know this is to be true. Time the church services in, oh, we need you to give your money to God. God needs your money. Needs your money? Really? Seriously? 
He's an all-money and all-powerful. What he need with your money? Or I could say she. Because God, it's a, it's, it's a, uh, uh, I know a lot of us in the church think that God is a masculine uh, principle. And that's not the case. It is feminine, not masculine. Figure. A lot of brothers are still having a problem with that. Even some among the more divine national movement. I mean, some that are nationalized. Some that call themselves grand sheiks have a problem with that. Believe it or not. This is why I'm trying to talk about nationality and birthright, understanding nationality and birthright, understanding the Moorish science teachings. Understand it. God is is a matriarchal figure, not patriarchal. Understanding the teachings of the, of more science, but you will not hear that in any, especially any of your more science temple of America. What they say, heaven forbid. <laughs> Okay, let me move along here. They always claim that their God is the same God, but yet different from everybody else's God. This is done without qualifying either gods. True. C, the state-ordained leaders continuously establish organizations and institutions costing millions upon millions of dollars to run yearly, solve little to nothing true, relative to the true problems facing the people. The people are cultivated into passively tolerating their social and economic oppression with naive phrases of false success. Those of you know what I'm talking about, those of you that growing up in the Asiatic communities, or what we call in the hood, know this to be a true statement. D, these ordained leaders come amongst the oppressed and poor people asking for more money to continue the previous failures that they have, then they leave again, as usual, expecting the poor people to pay bills with and live on blind faith. Question, why don't these leaders and God sellers stop asking for money and live on the blind faith that they perpetrate among the poor and oppressed? Good question. E, these ordained state leaders will spend millions of the people's dollars paying lawyers to get equal pay for a woman or man working for some company charged with racism, calling it a win. (coughs) That's funny. Upon examination for the expenditures and suffering, they could have brought many a company out lock, stock, and barrel for millions less. 
the violating company could then then serve the people and create jobs and ownership among the people. That position, however, is too much like resolution, common sense, honesty, and problem solving. Got that right. F. These traditional leaders and God sellers consistently claim to be called by a God, ordained by a God, yet never never give instructions for direct, measurable communication with that God. The poor and oppressed never quite, quite pray enough, give enough, or have enough blind faith. These overseers never teach the oppressed peoples of a route to economic control and stability or of a direct relationship with these guys. Independent of paying off these leaders and God sellers on a constant basis, people's money stops, the God stops. That's very true. And still, people can't add two and two together yet. The people in your churches, the synagogues, some of your mosques. I'm not excluding anybody or anyone. The cathedrals, temples, kingdom halls. They still can add two and two together yet. That they're being played on. And it goes on and on and on. The beat goes on. Dun, 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 dun. It goes on. Every generation, from generation to generation to generation. Passing they Smith, Johnson, Johnson names on to their grandchildren, their grandchildren after that, and their grandchildren, grandchildren's grandchildren. Noble Draw Lee has set up the Canaanite Temple in 1913. Here it is, 2016. Although we have made some inroads since then, especially now, since we have so many resources like the television, uh, the uh, Internet, Facebook, YouTube, But it's in, it's, it's, in, it's in pockets where we're advancing at it. It's not on a large scale like I would like it for the be. But we are making some progress in certain pockets. Like I said, it's because of the resources that we have today that are available to our people. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Let me go on to F. These traditional leaders and God sellers consistently claim to be called by a God, ordained by a God, yet never given instruction to direct measurable communication with the God. Okay, I already read that already. Okay. Uh, let's go to G. These traditional leaders and God sellers blatantly claim ordination by the Almighty God and divine Creator. However, upon just a little investigation and research, one quickly one quickly discovered these people to be 
ordained, sanctioned, licensed, incorporated, and subject to the very suppressed and oppressive colony state that they claim holy separation from. It would be fair to see them for who they really are, agents of the states and Roman soldiers. Why don't they admit to what is obvious and provable? They have strong faith and confidence that the ignorant, often by choice, that's parentheses there, masses will not read or study for themselves. The middleman's leech-inspired job is to secure. And a lot of them are ignorant by choice. You speak, I have spoken to many a sister and brother about nationality and birthright. They know it makes sense, but they still, they do nothing about it. They don't see it's important. They don't think that's important. What's in the name? What's in the name? Ah, uh, that's not important. It doesn't mean anything. Was it the mean thing whether I call myself black, African American, or what? Or some would say, uh, uh, it's about. It's, it's not about that. It's about getting paid. No, this is the, this is the mentality that we are dealing with out here. says here, truth stands alone and needs no apology. Adjectives as applied to people. Adjectives. Listen to this. Adjectives described, they do not identify. Say it again. Adjectives described, they do not identify. Black is an adjective. Black is an adjective. Black is an adjective. It describes what we look like, but it does not identify us. Okay? The words Negro, Black, and Colored are adjectives and have been used to label Moors who have been reduced to servitude by European colonists. These words, in spite of their popular acceptance, cannot be properly used to identify any human being any human being, not just us, any human being. These facts alone should end and continue argument on behalf of the fictitious names and the state of the persistent identity crisis. An example of the proper use of adjectives is, A, she bought a black Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce is the noun. Black describes the Rolls Royce. When you think about black, I think of like a, a black cocktail table or a black couch or a black love seat or a hat or a coat or a pair of shoes. I have a pair of shoes. That's, 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 those are the shoes. That's the noun. The black shoes, that's an adjective. There's a radio over there. Oh, that's the radio. What color is the radio? The radio is black. That's the adjective. 
the video is the noun. We are nouns, not adjectives. So therefore, can black be our identity? No, it cannot. A third grade child can understand that. Like I said, like I said it again, uh, these things you need to understand even before you start claiming your nationality and birthright. So you understand what nationality and birthright means. Okay. Negro. Negro is the Latin word for black. That's also an adjective. They say Negro comes from the word, a Spanish word. But when they speak in Spanish of Negro, they're talking about a bookcase or a truck or a rug or a carpet. They're not talking about people. This is another thing people need to understand. Although the word Negro is very seldom, rarely used or in uses these times and days. Okay, go to the word colored. The word colored is another of the state slave and word labels used in European colony state social engineering. It's an adjective meaning. Okay, I'm gonna go, before I go to that, color when you say we, we are people of color, there's no such people in any part of the human family. Call it people of color. No such nation called a people of color. No such nation or country called black. No such country or nation called Negro. No such country or nation called Africa America. Okay. So this is number one, having color, not black or white. Number two, anything which has been painted, stained, or dyed. Number three, anything appeared appearing to be other than what it is truly is. Four, one of the slave labels and brands used by European sociologists and anthropologists to categorize any, all people of Earth outside of themselves. This is what we have been from generations to generations, being outside of ourselves. Okay, five, a word attached to all and any fraudulent or artificial ordinance or law. Six, teen, tinged by prejudice, emotion, desire, to affect, etc. Seven, biased and deceitful. This is what you need to have to understand. See, a lot of people talking about uh, dealing with UCCs and authentication of the birth certificates. Well, you need to understand, uh, like when you go to a job. I know I have mentioned this book before and other blog talk shows, and I'm mentioning it again. Before you, uh, even when you go to a job interview, when you fill out an application or a uh, <clears throat> Uh, 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 um, or a uh, what you say, given a a uh, certain correspondence to help the, uh, or whatever job you're trying to, uh, to get or to be employed in, they always ask you, are you a citizen? And it may not be a job; it could be following your taxes. 
It could be any other kind of uh, form that you're filling out, or are you a citizen of the United States. Now, most of you will probably will think that you're thinking that what they're asking you, are you born here legally? Are you born here legally to do business here or to work here or to be employed here? That's not what they're asking you. They're asking you, are you employed? Are you an employer or an employee, not employer, but an employee of the United States Corporation? That's what they're asking you. You've got to know the difference between residence and domicile. That you are not a resident. The resident puts you under their jurisdiction when you say that or when you list that on any uh, form or document. Always remember that. These are the things you need to know. You know what is the uniform commercial code means. Some people say they don't deal with the uniform commercial codes. Uh, I don't deal with that because that that's still dealing with the corporation. That's still dealing with well. Uh, if you must know that Admiralty Maritime Law is the most powerful law on the planet. I know that you have the law of the land, but the law on the law of the land, the Constitution is the most powerful. I don't care what they say about the UCCs. Although they had moved the the law of the high seas on land, but you still must stick to the Constitution. This is where a lot of people, they have taken themselves away from the Constitution. Start dealing with UCC matters. Never with the Constitution. They say that, well, the Constitution has been lifted. The Constitution, yeah, but we have to invoke it. And you do this when you're dealing with your nationality and birthright papers, when you're filing your nationality and birthright papers, affidavits mean invoking judicial powers. That's why you filed an affidavit with your nationality and birthright papers. You have, you have to invoke the Constitution to bring it back into fruition. But you have to be, you have to be, you have to be in your proper person when you do it. You have to have a nationality, birthright. Not go straight to doing UCCs, non-UCCs, and authentication of the birth certificates. They work for a while, yes, but some really push to a cup, push to a shove. When the, when the, when the, when the hey, when the shit hit the fan, 
they're not going to work for you. Smith, Jones, and Johnsons, African Americans, people of color, black people, they're not going to work for you. I had a uh, an experience when I was going to, uh, out of town with a brother of mine and his wife and child, and we were stopped on the highway. We was on our way out of town by the highway patrol, and they claimed that he had passed to the uh, I guess to the 45 speed limit on our speed limit, which he wasn't. So. Uh, they tried to give us a little problems by saying the brother said, "Well, really, you have no jurisdiction over me." You know. Well, the brother said, "Well, I have to see your driver's license, sir. Well, no, I have to show you the driver's license. Uh, well, I, I have to take you to jail if if, if you don't." Yeah, and I asked the uh, the highway patrolman, "Well, uh, which is a policy holder, I asked him, uh, "Well, did you swear an oath to protect and serve on the constitution? Did you swear an oath on the constitution?" And that changed everything. Came back, and another patrolman came with him, and they were act more friendly. They weren't as aggressive as they was at first. And they gave him a piece of paper and a ticket, and they told him he didn't have to sign it. He didn't have to sign the ticket. Now, you figure that out. And if you ever heard of that before, give us a call, 910-364-9099 or 314-644-4425 when the show is over. But this actually happened. But now, did it take the UCC for that? No, it didn't. All it took our perseverance and our will to stand behind that Constitution. You've got uh, another thing. You've got the executive letters, the executive letters and the executrix letters for the for, for the sisters. The executive letter or the executrix letter for that? No, it took our willingness to stand behind that Constitution, which our ancestors had contracted with the Europeans anyway, which is Moorish law, not European law. You must need to understand all these things. What I'm telling you tonight, that's not European, that's not, that's not belong to the Europeans. Let's get this straight. You've got a lot of people saying, oh, the so-called, it ain't nothing but a piece of paper. I had people tell me that. Yeah, that constant ain't nothing but a, a piece of paper. No, it's way more than a piece of paper. It's reserving our unalienable rights that we already have, our God-given rights that was already there for us. That's what the Constitution does. It does not give rights. It's preserving the rights that we have our God-given rights that does always have been here. 
people say it come from England. No, it did not come from England. It did not come from any so-called white man. It came from us. But before any European set foot on these shores, we already had, had, had a structured government here in place well over hundreds of thousands of years before they came. We had structured government, the great seal government. The Constitution was here for well over hundreds of thousands of years. Contracted with the Europeans so we can stop all these wars between us and the Europeans. To peace, uh, peace uh, I mean, the Treaty of Peace and Friendship. You need to know about that also. So you want to oh you want to get authenticate the birth certificate? Tell me about the peace of treaty of the, of the treaty of peace and friendship. Most of them can't tell you. <clears throat> they can't. That's what I'm talking about. Understanding things before you go to anything else. Study them. Study what is the the Treaty of Peace and Friendship. Study the Constitution. Study the Bill of Rights. Study the Articles of Confederation. Study the Articles of Association. That's all I'm saying. No? Okay, let's go to the word called black. Okay, the word black is also one of the state slave and word labels used in European colony state social engineering. It is an adjective meaning the opposite of white. Number two, reflecting title, I mean reflecting little or no light. Three, negro. Four, dirty and filthy. Five, death. Six, black cannons. Seven, evil and wicked mourning. Eight, absence of all moral light or goodness. Nine, disastrous or foul and displeasing. Ten, dismal, gloomy, and unlike the other members of a civil society. Eleven, temporarily blind or unconscious. Twelve, to blot out, suppress, or withhold. (coughs) Now, do you want to identify yourself with that? I think not. Isn't it strange? Yet revealing that scientists, researchers, and scholars of the world can't make a firm position and tell you about the existence of dinosaurs dating millions of years ago, writing this information in books. On the other hand, these same scientists, researchers, and writers seized with amnesia and confusion one faced with the challenge of revealing the true identity of the peoples they have held and still hold to servitude through force of non-representative government, usurpation, and false information. Yep, that is true. 
a lot of us need uh, <clears throat> to understand about our birth certificates. Why, you know, you want to have authentication of the birth certificate. Why? You have, well, we have some more that said they don't need to get their birth certificates authenticated. Oh, but yes, you do. I mean, you've got nationalized first, your nationality, birth, and your birth site in check. Everything is in check. check. And some of them have well understanding of their nationality and birthright issues. They have well understanding of that and can teach it very well. But a few of them will tell you they don't need to have that done. But I'm here to tell you they're wrong. Because even though you're nationalized, even though you're nationalized and everything, and even though you know what your nationality means and understand them very well, if you don't have a authentication of your birth certificate on the state and local and federal level, if you don't have them on, on those levels, if you don't have them authenticated, meaning putting a lien on your birth certificate, that, that's what it means. You put a lien on them. But if you don't have anything, any of this done, People are still dipping and dabbing into your trust, what they call, uh, which is a trust bond. That's a bond set against you. That's what a birth certificate is. They're warehouse receipts. It's connected to your Social Security trust bond. All that's connected. And they're worth, I don't know how how many, or uh, maybe probably in the billions of dollars. But people from Wall Street gambling with your, with your, with your money, it depends upon how much you weighed when you were born. If you weighed uh, seven pounds and six ounces, that's worth seven pounds and six ounces of gold. Because you heard the term you worth your weight in gold. That's where that term comes from. Quiet as the kept. This is why you must have, must put a lien on those birth certificates. You must have them authenticated. And I'll tell you how you can do that before the show is over. Okay, I'm going to go back until, okay, I'm going to deal with state agents. State agents, as referred as referred to in the article, are people who superficially operate singularly and are in organizations to undermine economic, social, and national progress amongst the oppressed peoples, namely Moors in the Americas, branded with adjective tags. Adjective tags, not only Negro, Black, no African American, and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Traditionally, state agents are directly employed within, uh, hold up. Traditionally, state agents are directly employed within organized public sub-agencies. The un- Suspected state agents are usually persons calling themselves 
Negro, and black leaders from God. Thought are ordained as leaders by union state governments. Union state government agencies are industrial politicians and are persons behind the scenes. Their ultimate mission is to keep any and all indigenous Moors from sovereign power of self-government. Agents are politically controlled by and for the state's benefit. They feign sincere interest in the problems and affairs of the people labeled black, using unworkable rights, causes to, to divert to divert attention from their from, from true issues needing to be addressed. These agents are regularly featured by the Union States, mass and media, usually have religious and political jobs, network and live economical comfortable lives. I mean and live economically uncomfortable lives, excuse me. And they have networks so-called, I'm not going to name any names, uh, so-called black networks where they uh, uh, have guests, no, even from guests from the Moore's Divine National Movement to give lectures. But some of them are agents. Like I say, I'm not going to reveal any names, but some of you that listen to me tonight, you probably can figure who I'm talking about. See, an agent is a person or thing which acts as a representative of deputy, helper, or intermediary or of or for another. An agent is any power, person, authority, or cause that, produce, that produces an effect. An ignorant person can be an agent to his or her own enemy and insist in self-destruction. Let me read this again. An ignorant person can be an agent to his or her own enemy and assist in self-destruction. Many slaves and wards were chosen by the several states governing bodies or agencies to be agents against their own people's interests. And this is going on today. I mean, they're, they're, I mean this is what caused a lot of our assassinations the killing of a lot of our uh, people that are leaders are sincere about uh, progress amongst our people. I mean, how many poisons, how people have been poisoned, you know, uh, plane crashes, you know, car accidents, automobile accidents, died of certain type of cancers, or food poison. These are these agents I'm talking about. And they have no consciousness at all. That goes back to it's about being paid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let me go ahead and see what I left all that. Okay. This does not mean that every leader calling himself or herself black, nigger, and color is consciously a state agent. And some of them are not. And some of them are, uh, in their ignorance, is uh, an unconscious state, are, are quite sincere. 
that just go by the wrong way of doing things, of helping our people progress. Okay? I want everybody to get an understanding on that also. Okay, a person can be a state agent through blind faith or ignorance due to the fact that the words black, negro, and colored, etc., are state colony slave codes. Any so-called leader who promotes these tags are undoubtedly state agents. Ignorance of a subject matter in which many of these people make their livings off the people does not excuse them from the responsibility to be educated and well-schooled in such matters. The oppressed and subjugated people always the price for others. Agents and states and profiting off the socially negative servitude adhesion contract slavery industry. So this is what's been going on. Here, most agents are well schooled and are conscious of their work and missions. Yes, they are. Some of them are so called nationalized Moors that are nationalized and got their birthright checked. Really? Seriously? I'm going to read this again. Most agents are well-schooled and are conscious of their work and missions. Very few are not conscious of what they do. A binding tax status is often used to lure adhesions to the states. One of the trick adhesions is the 501c3 tax-exempt trap, which is most of our more science temples that has been compromised or under. I asked some of I asked the more that uh, has been attending these temples, and he said that uh, I don't need to have uh, any papers. I don't do any papers, you know. And I tried to explain to him, brother, when you were born, they had papers done on you, such as the birth certificate, for one other papers done to you besides the birth certificate. Uh, your footprints before your feet even hit the ground. It's all registered that you are a product, your Aberty Maritime product that all of our mothers had produced. That's why the doctor or the dock when the ship comes in its birth, B-E-R-T-H, came in our birth, B-I-R-T-H. It's a play on words. But papers were done on us that we were Negro, black, colored, now African-American, black. That this is our whole on the U.S. Census, on the U.S. Bureau of Census, the recorder of records and deeds and vital statistics, 
all this on record, that this is who and what you are, a nothing people. That's why when you get nationalized, you have to have papers to undo the BS that was done to us when we were born. That's what we call it uh, name correction. We have to have papers, affidavits, writs, and other documents and papers. That's why you have to do that to correct these things. You have to uh, 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 have a notary or notary to notarize certain papers, uh, papers, certain papers that says perjury surat, perjury drat, that have certain uh, pe- uh, people's uh, signatures on them. Those are papers you get notarized. You don't have to all you don't have all your papers notarized, but just a particular paper that says perjury surat. With, uh, with more than one or two signatures on the paper. Those are the ones you have to have notarized. Then when you get that, then you go to the county, to the county, to the county, to the county, recorder of records and deeds. To the county, recorder of records and deeds. Not the city, because the city is the corporation. The county is the law. When you have that done, then it stands, and, it, it, uh, and it's not rebutted in 30 days, then it stands at law. Then you, now you have uh, records for the public record that you are Aboriginal, Indigenous, Moor, Moroccan, Asiatic, Moabite. You have this on record for the public of who you are. Now you have corrected all that mess about that Negro, colored, African, all that mess. Black. You corrected all that. Now you have it on record that you are Aboriginal, Indigenous, and more, which is in your proper person. You have this information at the world at large. Go to the county clerk office. And also have have that on the court records who you are. Some of you can go to the newspapers in your town. But that's not necessary because you already did it at a county recorder of records and deeds. This is the reason for this. You have to do papers when you do a reclamation or what we call correcting our status or having our nationality and birthright in check. This is what we're talking about. Papers on us when we were born, saying, uh, uh, all, uh, giving us all these brands and saying us all these things about us, so therefore we have to correct that. Does it make sense? Okay, now go back to these <clears throat> To these agents. Okay. One of the track adhesions is the 501c3 exempt traps. Because, see, the reason why a lot of these temples can't say things or teach things the way we teach because they're under the 501c3 tax exempt trap. 
if they say anything beyond anything what we're talking about or try to do papers to correct our status, then they'll, shut, they'll get shut down. And their grand sheik most likely will go to jail. This is the way a lot of things, the way they are with these temples. The temp, I'm talking about the temples that have been compromised. Okay? It says here, tax cannot be used as a coercive instrument to grant rights. Rights cannot be sold by governments to the people, especially if the people are not of their constitutional contract or pact. Hear that? Let me say it again. Rights cannot be sold by governments to the people, especially if the people are not of their constitutional contract or pact. The power is to grant tax relief, implies and contracts the power to tax. Oppressive corporate states have traditionally used taxes to force oppressed people into submission, economic subjugation, and industrial extension. There is no honorable need for protecting the existing ignorance in reference to the identity of our branded people. The oppressed people been trained and taught to think and believe that the labels black, negro, colored, etc. are variations of a nationality or the national names of human beings. This popularity accepted position of thought is false. High social status is bestowed upon the states, ordained scholars, leaders, teachers, and God-sellers who teach, promote, and sanction the brand, brand names as the nationality of the oppressed peoples. Their willingness to trade and hide the truth for a benefit is well established for the record. The truth is here. They can stop deceiving and pretending. A common dictionary is readily available to most adults and children. The most effective way to expose the truth on identity crisis issue is to keep, keep it simple and to the point. If a child can read it, certainly an adult should be capable of understanding. The following are excerpts from multiple dictionaries. Here are the common dictionaries used for reps, including publishing dates. Number one, these are nine. These are nine uh, books, okay? Number one, Webster's New World Popular Dictionary, 1931, if you can find it. Number two, Webster's New American Dictionary, 1957. Three, the New Century Dictionary, the English Language, 1927. For Britannical World Language, edition of Frank and Wagner's New Practice Standard Dictionary, 1955. Number five, Webster's Unabridged 20th Century Dictionary, 1966. Six, Webster's Seventh New Collegiate Dictionary, 1966. Seven, Webster's Elementary School Dictionary, 1914. Number eight, Webster's New 20th Century Dictionary, Unabridged, 1936. Number nine, Webster's Pop New Popular Webster's Dictionary, Self-Pronouncing, 1931. And I must add the one I have it's the Noah Webster's Dictionary, 1826, or 1828, to 1828. You can find it on the website. And it's named, most of them are well in good condition. Because the one I have is in good, pristine condition. But the reason why they tell you uh, to use or uh, to find 
uh, search for these old books because the newer ones, uh, uh, where they found, found, I think, since the 60s, a lot of our people began to study and read. So the newer, like I say, starting from 1970 um, or maybe later than that on, on down to, to the present day, a lot of words have been edited out of these dictionaries. So you won't uh, be too uh, uh, what they call smart. You know, they want to keep us all dumbed down. I mean, they're good for modern-day technology and stuff like that on certain words, something like that. But uh, if you really want to really, really, really learn something, I suggest these books I just read off to you. Like I said, you can find them on the website. Uh, on Amazon, uh, a lot of these old dictionaries, uh, Black Law dictionaries, the Bouvier dictionaries, uh, on law, constitutional law, you know, you can find these uh, dictionaries on the website. Okay. Yeah, the thing is dealing with the uh, when you you're dealing with your, like I said, there's some that uh, are some uh, that don't do their uh, authentication of the birth certificates, which is a grave error. You know, uh, the grave the authentication of the birth certificates are very 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 important because, like I said before, that to keep other people from dipping and dabbing into your birth certificate was uh, which is it was our trust funds. Those are what they call the estates. That's your estate. And that's what they want you to know about that. Still, when you're dealing with parking tickets, uh, fines, court fines, uh, especially people that who are in prison, you know, they're dipping and dabbing into your uh Social Security Trust Fund and your birth certificate trust. What you want to do is put a lien on them. A lien on them. To keep these people and these uh, criminals from dipping and dabbing to them. This is what you want to do. Because when you get parking fines, parking tickets, when you do it, when uh jail time uh things of that nature uh court trials when you go to court uh they're there to make money off of you they're there to make money off of you and you think that that, that court fine is what what they're taking no they they're taking away a lot way 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 much more than that out of your estate out of your Robert Jones estate out of the John Richard Harris estate, which is on your birth certificate. No, I'm 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 just making examples. That's the estate. You want to be the executor of that estate. You want to be the owner of that estate. You want to be the owner of your own birth certificate, and not let someone else. 
be the owner of your birth certificates. That's the purpose of the authentication of the birth certificates. And this is like I say, this is this more work. And when you like I say, when they but want to get your nationality and birthright really intact, you want to really know what you're talking about. You want to really uh, know your Circle Seven uh, Holy Quran. You want to know that. You want to know your Moorish science. You want to be a truly a Moorish scientist. And some of us don't know uh, the Circle Seven Quran that well, but we know other science, other of the sacred science. Of. We know of other sciences of the sacred science of the Moors. Whether you study Hebrew, Israelite teachings, Nation of Islam teachings, uh, dealing with the uh, the in the Nation of Islam dealing with the uh, student enrollment lessons, and dealing with the uh, uh, the other lessons in the Nation of Islam as a uh, uh, you know, those that's more science. That's more science. I'm here to tell you, those who are members of the Nation of Islam that are listening, listening tonight, I'm telling you that is more science. Right on the surface, cream wisdom. That's more science. People there in the synagogues, temples, churches. That's more science. Those who study uh, Vodou, that's more science. Yoruba, that's more science. Hittite, Kemetic teachings, teachings, are all teachings of the Moors. Those are all of our teachings. People want to talk about Nobo Juali, uh, his, uh, when he got a, a lot of the Circle 7 Quran teachings out of the Christ, uh, the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ. Well, let me hear, let me tell you this. A lot of those are our teachings that Elifus Levi had stolen. from my ancestors' teachings. These are our teachings. All Noble Drew Ali was doing was reclaiming our, our sacred science. A lot of you more need to stop that shit. The Noble Drew Ali has stole a lot of the teachings from the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus Christ. He stole a lot of teachings from uh, until the I grant. No. Those are our sacred science. He's just taking back what is ours anyway. Even though he did take take a lot of them out of the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus Christ and until the I grant, but he all he was doing was reclaiming our sacred science. That's all he was doing. So I want to get a clear understanding on that too. It's the, uh, it is the. Uh, you need to know how to understand. A lot of us understand a lot. Uh, 
other subjects of more science. Maybe some, like I said, maybe some of them are not all that, uh, you say, all that educated about the Circle 7 or understanding the Circle 7, but they do understand other sciences of our sacred sciences. So that don't mean that, don't mean that they are unqualified or non qualified for certain positions in the Moorish Divine National Movement. This is also a misnomer. Because I'm sure there are a lot of subjects that other Moors in the movement know that you don't know. Know that I don't know. I'm sure there is. So let's not get off into that. Okay, it says here, as one can easily deduce from common and readily available books, such as the dictionaries found at home and in institutions, and true identity of the people, labeled Negro, black, color, etc., is no secret, and in truth, never has been, the conquerors and their agents have worked diligently to promote and ensure ignorance at the expense of the oppressed. And they have been doing this for generations, generations after generations. I can uh, give you, tell you who one of these agents were years ago. Years ago, and you wouldn't you would know that a lot of these. Uh, Negroes, as I say, wasn't members at that time. I'll give you an example. An Asiatic man named James Warmly Jones was an African-American policeman, World War I veteran, and get, I'm going to say this again. Hold up. The Asiatic brother was named James Warmly Jones was an African-American policeman, World War I veteran, and FBI agent. Now, what you, what, at that time, what did you think he was doing? He was a policeman, World War I veteran, and an FBI agent. You're talking about the 19-teens and the 1920s, y'all. Okay, let me go on. Jones is most widely known for being the first African-American FBI agent. Jones was appointed as the first American world, I mean, America, uh, the first African-American special agent on November 19, 1919, by Bureau of Investigation Director A. Bruce Belaski. Jones was assigned to a new section of the Justice Department created to track the activities of groups perceived as subversive. This show you how long this shit been going on amongst our own people. Okay. His work was his work there was under the direct supervision of J. Edgar Hoover. During his time in the FBI, Jones served in New York and Pittsburgh 
In New York, he was assigned to infiltrate the Universal Negro Improvement Association under the leadership of Marcus Garvey. Although he was seeking evidence of subversive activities during the Red Scare of 1919, Jones' work led to the arrest and trial of Garvey on mail fraud charges. While conducting his surveillance, Jones adopted the code number 800 for his reports. He apparently knew that his clandestine role was not well concealed. Huh. And it wasn't. Because it wasn't. Because if it was, we wouldn't have this information uh, telling you the information uh, right now, would I? This this, uh, this this information, this all the information they have on him, but I can give you uh, uh, the, uh, where I get this information about this nigger. Uh, There's a book called Noble Dream, the Potentiaries, and the Negro Black, Black Colored Addiction. It's by Grand Sheik Brother Cujo Atwell, edited by Sister T. Najee Ula L. If you want to get this book, okay, it's by Khalifa Media, Canaan Land, okay. It's on the website. If you want to order this book, the book is thirteen dollars, small book, but it's a worthwhile, you know, purchase. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of, a lot of information in here about the history of uh, of Moorish ancestors building. Back our uh, nationality and birthright country, which is ours. Okay, just want to share that a little information with you. But this goes to show you how long uh, we had traitors amongst ourselves, even before that. Long before that, you know, you had. Uh, during the Civil War era, before the Civil War era, even when we were uh, ruled the South at the one time. Because a lot of people don't know, we once ruled the South, and we once had slaves. We slaved uh, uh, some of our own people, and we slaved also uh, Europeans, what some people call white people. By the hundreds and thousands, we did. A lot of people don't know that also. But I already stated that in previous uh, lectures I gave on the blog talk show. I want to uh, read off some of the... um, my authentication of the birth certificate to you, what it says, whether I got my birth certificate authenticated, or I'll put a lien on them, as I should say. Just bear with me here. I can find it. Okay, here it is. I got it. Okay, here we are here. It says here, the United States of America, the property of state, to all whom these presents shall come, greetings. I certify that the document hereunto annexed 
is under the seal of the states of California, and such seal seals are entitled to full faith and credit. Okay. For the contents of the annex documents, the department assumes no responsibility. This certificate is not valid if it is removed or altered in any way whatsoever. That means you should you don't you don't do nothing to this certificate. Nothing to it. But it always attached. Okay. I have uh, what you call sort of a gold ring attached to it. The papers. It says here in test in testimony whereof I, John F. Carey, Secretary of State, have hereunto caused the seal of the Department of State to be affixed and my name subscribed by the Assistant Authentication Officer of the said Department of the City of Washington in the District of Columbia this ninth day of February 2016. That has John Kerry's signature on it, and it has the Assistant Authentication Officer, Department of State signature on it as also. Okay. This is on the federal level. This is on the federal level. Now I had on the state level, the state and local level. Here it is. State of Illinois, because I was born in Chicago. State of Illinois Executive Department, country of destination, Canada. Because you always want to put a country, a foreign country, uh, as uh, a country of destination. You can put um, uh, China. You can put. Um, Hmm. Can't like I be in Canada? You can put uh, uh, France or <coughs> Korea or any country you want to put on there. Okay, but it must be a foreign country. It must be a foreign country. Okay. Okay. I have here the United States of America, state of Illinois. Since it's a certificate. Of incumbency, I, Jesse White, Secretary of State of the State of Illinois, certified that Damon P. Arnold, who signed the foregoing, going of signing same state register in the state of Illinois, duly commissioned and qualified to that office, and full faith and credit are due the official estimations and testimony whereof I hereto set my hand and cause to be affixed the great seal of the state of Illinois, done at the city of Springfield, December 9th, 2015. Here's, here's his signature. Jesse White, Secretary of State of Illinois. And my behind it, my birth certificate is affixed, affixed to both these documents. Okay. You should never tear them off and try to keep them as pristine condition as you can. Kind of harder to uh, uh, to do uh, over the years, you know, as years progress. But this is what you do. You send it to the Secretary of State office and the state where you were born. I don't know how much money you have to pay for it or whatever. You send it to the state, to the Secretary of State of uh, 
of uh, Illinois or of New York or California, Kansas, Texas, whatever, where you domicile. And then when they send that back to you, that's attached to your fixed to your birth certificate, then you send it to the on the federal level, to the State Department. Like I say, you know, you said I think I think it was ten dollars, I think. I'm not sure. They had that done. And then they sent it back to you from the State Department, from the federal level. And it'll be signed by John Kerry. Which he is the Secretary of State of the United States. This is how this is done. Then you have when this is successively done, then you have an authentication of your birth certificate. You have a lien on your birth certificate. No one can come in, dip, dab, and in and out of your birth certificate without your permission. If they do, you you can sue the pants off of them. Okay? This is how you really truly uh, become free. You know, a lot of us that have been, have been nationalized, uh, we are nationalized, true enough, but there's other work that needs to be done to complete the nationality process. You can do, like, the executive letters. Uh, this must be done before you even do the executive letters. This must be done before you do your UCCs. This must be done before you do your non-UCCs. You must do the authentication of the birth certificate first. On the state, local, and federal level. Once you have that done, then you can deal with the U. If you want to do that, if you so desire, the UCCs or non-UCCs or the executive or executive letters, then you can go on to those. But this must be done first. After you have done your nationality and birthright process. Your nationality and birthright process, then the authentication of your birth certificate, and you'll move on to the UCCs, non-UCCs, and the executive or executive letters. I hope I made myself clear to you. All right. Uh, Dr. Eileen probably would touch on that a whole lot more uh, the law class tomorrow because he knows a whole lot more than I do. And he's been at it a whole lot longer than I have. So he'll probably touch more on that. Just get, uh, uh, if you that are on our law classes, uh, just ask him a question more about that. I'm sure he'll give you a favorable favorable reply. Okay, let's move along here. This is where uh, <clears throat> so you have uh even in your uh your nationalities you have what you call I'm gonna be part of this in my in my own nationality papers. <clears throat> here it says here here's a section where it says it says 
take notice that I hereby cancel, rescind, and make void ab initio any such instrument or any assumed election made by any government or any agency or department thereof that I am or ever have voluntarily elected to be treated as a subject of any U.S. citizen or a resident of any commonwealth state, territory, possession, instrumentally enclave, division, district, or province subject to their jurisdictions. This is this is a part of our national of my nationality and birthright papers. I'm gonna read this again. For those, I mean, although I would advise you to have those of you that have your nationality and birthright papers to read them, study them, always read and study them at your leisure time. You no, know, read them and study them. I do. Take time to read them, and study them. Okay, let me read this again. Take notice that I hereby cancel, rescind, and make void, ab, and any such instrument, any assumed election made by any government or any agency or department thereof, that I am or ever have, have voluntarily elected to, to be treated as a subject of any U.S. citizen. Or a resident. I just told you earlier uh, in in the lecture tonight about being a resident. You know, but you are not a resident. Okay? It says there, you're a citizen or a resident of any commonwealth, state, territory, possession, instrumentality, enclave, division, district, or province subject to their jurisdictions. Okay. And here, where they have revocation, revocation of power of attorney. Okay. It says there, I hereby revoke, rescind, and make void abnidio all powers of attorney. In fact, or otherwise, implied in law or otherwise, signed either by me or anyone else, as it pertains to the social security number assigned to me at birth as it pertains to my birth certificate, marriage or business license, or any other licenses or certificates issued by any and all governments of quasi-governmental entities due to the use of various elements of fraud by said agencies to attempt to deprive me of my inherent rights and or property. The reason why they say quasi-government because this is not a real government. It's a corporation under the British Crown of England. You must always remember that. There is no government. Okay? It's only in name only due to the 1933 bankruptcy. When it went bankrupt. March 9th of 1933. Okay? It says there, I hereby waive, cancel, repudiate, and refuse to knowingly accept any alleged benefit or gratuity associated with any of the aforementioned license, licenses, numbers, or certificates. I do hereby revoke and rescind all powers of attorney, in fact or otherwise, signed by me or otherwise implied in law 
or otherwise with or without my consent or knowledge, as it pertains to all property, real or personal, corporate, corporal or incorporal, obtained in the past, present or future. I am the sole and absolute lawful and legal owner. This goes with your authentication of your birth certificate. You must have these nationality papers that says this. Therefore, when you authenticate your uh, your uh, uh, birth certificate, this will go along with your nationality papers as well. <coughs> That's why it's so important to have your nationality and birthright intact first before you do your authentication of your birth certificates. Because it's already at is already and at the recorder of records and deeds, it's been notarized, it's in the courts. And it's already the recorder of records and deeds for the public at large. So this has already been done before you got your uh, before you got your uh, birth certificate authenticated. See, I'm gonna go home to here. This is but this is part of my nationality papers. <clears throat> Read some more of this to you. This is why it's very important to have this done first. Why they can't say shit to you when you get them uh, the birth certificates authenticated. Here we go again. The affidavit. The affidavit of true affidavit is. A document that invokes judicial powers. That's what an affidavit is. Okay, says be it known to all courts, governments, and other parties that I, Fahim Litvin L, and I am a natural and indigenous, freeborn, sovereign, empire, Washita, deed of the Mandia Moor, via United Washita, deed of the Mandia Moors, my authority. For this statement is the same as it is for all free sovereigns everywhere. The age-old, timeless, and universal respect for the intrinsic rights, property, freedoms, and responsibilities of the sovereign individual. I am not a person whom such terms is defined as statutes of the United States or statutes of the several states. One such definition includes artificial entities. I refuse to be treated as a federally or state-created entity, which is only capable of exercising certain rights, privileges, or immunities as specifically granted by federal or state governments. I voluntarily choose to comply with the man-made laws which serve to bring harmony to society, but not such laws nor their enforcers have any authority over me. Here's a statement right here. It says, there, every man is independent of laws, of all laws, except those described by nature. He is not bound by any institutions formed by his fellow men without his consent. Consent. This is why when you uh, get stopped by or get arrested 
and they ask him, they get to reading your rights or rights they ask, do you understand these rights I have just read to you? And you tell him, no, I do not stand under you in this matter. Because if you say, yes, you understand, you admit the jurisdiction. You just gave him jurisdiction over you. That's why when you say, and when you're in a courtroom, they ask you, how do you plead? You have to say for the record, and let the record show, I do not consent, and I waive the benefits. That's what you say. That's what you tell them. Read this over again. There, every man is independent of all laws except those prescribed by nature. He is not bound by any institutions formed by his fellow men without his consent. Case Cruden versus Neal, North Carolina case three uh, three three eight. Uh, so the here one seven nine six two. SE seventy. This is the case that they're referring to. I am not in any jurisdiction, but I am not a subject of status consistent with the internal tradition of natural common law, unless I have harmed or violated someone or their property. I have committed no crime, and I am therefore not subject to any penalty. I act in accordance with the following U.S. Supreme Court case. This case is, the individual may stand upon his constitutional rights as a citizen. He is entitled to carry on his private business in his own way. His power to contract is unlimited. He owes no such duty to submit his books and papers for an examination to the state since he receives nothing therefrom beyond any protection of his life and property. His rights are such as existed by the law of the land, parentheses, common law, long attested to the organization of the state and can only be taken from him by due process of law and in accordance with the Constitution among his rights or a refusal to incriminate himself and the immunity of himself and his property from arrest or seizure except under a warrant of the law. He owes nothing to the public so long as he does not trespass upon their rights. This is Hale versus Hinkle, case 201. U.S. 43 at 47 at year 1905. This is a 1905 case. Hale versus Hinkle. These are real cases. This is all part of my nationality papers. This is why you should be nationalized. You should have these on 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 record. Certain these papers will be notarized, and all your papers will be uh, filed or, or on record at the county recorder of records and deeds. So all this will be done before you do your authentication of birth certificates. And then when you do the authentication of the birth certificate, all this all is already set up in the county recorder of records and deeds in the courts, in the county courts, all over the country. And when you do your authentication of birth certificate, all you got to do is the state you were uh, you were born. 
That's it. You don't have to do it in every country, every state, or 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 whatever your birth certificate. You think the the copies of your birth certificate has been used at? You don't have to do that. That's not necessary. Once you do it on the state and local level where you were born, then you do it at the federal level. That nullifies all the others. That nullifies all the others. You don't have to do any more authentication of your birth certificate. There's some people that have their birth certificates, the copies of their birth birth certificates in in uh, so-called Puerto Rico. They have that authenticated. You don't have to do that. Because we'll never get, get uh, our original birth certificates. Our original birth certificates in the stock market. Those we'll never get. But it nullifies those also. When you when you get your when you get your birth certificate authenticated at the state level and federal level, it nullifies the ones at the stock market as well. They are all nullified. They are all null and void. That means you put a stamp on your birth certificate, <coughs> a lien on it. Now you you become the sole owner of your own estate. But first, get nationalized. Hope a lot of you understand what I'm trying to tell you. You know. Um, <clears throat> I haven't got much time here left, so I hope I uh, hope you've learned a lot. I was tend to drop a lot on you and to educate you, not to insult anyone. Says here, let's see. We'll go back to to this. Uh, says here, a true and most effective key to conquering a nation of people is to control the woman and her woman. That's true. All advanced military attacks are based in this fact. This is not taught to the common soldiers in the military organizations. They are just given instructions to attack women and children under guises of necessity. He who who, who controls the woman controls the nation. That's true. Because she is the nation. Uh-huh. Like I said, uh, well, I hope uh, my time is almost about up. Uh, like I said, you can call uh, any more information. You can call 910-364-9099. 910-364-9099. Or you can call 314-644-4425. 314-644-4425. As I say to you, family, Mawasama Dukunda. That's the Algonquin language of the Washita language. Peace family. Of all families in the human family and nations. Peace. We're out.